Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week's story is the Aztecs. Dun, dun, dun. But first, <laughs> it's the whiskey of the week. You know that I leave that in. <laughs> so this week's whiskey is called Texas whiskey. So original. It's very original. <laughs> um, it is made by Firestone and Robertson mm-hmm. Distillery, um, and it's out of Fort Worth. Okay. Um, so sometime we're going to have to go take a trip to Dallas. Our northern brethren. Yeah. Fuck Dallas. <laughs> Dallas like, has a cool skyline. I like their their skyline is nice. She's never been to Dallas. So. You've never been? I've never <sighs> been to Dallas. Jen, it's like you've never been anywhere in Texas. I really haven't. We're going to, as soon as we have vaccinations, <laughs> we're taking... Yeah, we're gonna like go, a Texas road trip. Yeah, we're going to go to Dallas, mm-hmm. Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. We're Stop gonna, by the distilleries. Basically, what we'll do is the Texas Whiskey Trail. Yeah. And just I'm stop down. by places throughout. And then at some point, we'll have to go out to West Texas mm-hmm. to go camping. Mm-hmm. And okay. do like a good outdoorsy. So this brand is um, one of them that I follow on Facebook. So that's kind of one of the reasons that I kind of got into them initially. And we have had their sherry oak finish mm-hmm. over the holidays. Okay. But this is the first time that we are trying just their straight bourbon. Okay. Um, I figured if we're going to try it for the show, let's start as baseline as possible. And then just and, go up. Uh, we'll go up from there. I like... One of the reasons I like them is that their caps mm-hmm. that this one fell off of, <laughs> but the, all of their caps are like boots. It's yeah. like boot fabric. Oh. Boot fabric. Boot leather. leather. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. Oh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like real, you know, it's real leather. Oh, wow. It's just, yeah. yeah. So it's why I wish it was still on the actual bottle. So it, it's, it's, yeah, not, it's just so fragile now. Yeah. Um, so I'll just have to super glue that back mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. This water ball. Um, so we should be smelling. This is one of them that actually puts some of the stats up on their webpage so mm-hmm. that I don't have to fake having a palate. I can actually tell you. They say it should the nose should be floral, maple, and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. That it the palate is going to be fig, allspice, and brown sugar. Mm-hmm. And that our finish, that aftertaste, should be nice and like smooth. One of the cool things that I like about them, the science nerd in me, is that... Their grain is fermented using a proprietary strain of yeast that they captured from a Texas pecan. Interesting. So it's like they're very own Texas strain. through and through. Oh, oh, yeah. Texas grain, Texas water. This is a Texas fungus. Tex- fungi. Texas fungus. <laughs> um, I'm super into it. So um, cheers. Chin chin. You know, my first gulp, 
reminded me of what licking Lucas tasted like. I'm sorry. Who is Lucas? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was like, don't you know? But I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Who, why, why <laughs> maybe you- this is like a Texas thing. But so growing up in middle school, um, a bunch of my friends and I, we were obsessed with Lucas candies, which are like the cylinders of like chili powder that like – at least in my school, we would all like have the little cylinders of chili powder, pour it on our hands, be licking it. It was amazing. And they have uh, a bunch of other products like lollipops, like sweet lollipops that you dip in the chili powder and you eat it. Oh, uh, I have a frame. I have a slight frame of reference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they do that in South Carolina. Oh, uh, see, see, see. So there's this uh, tamarind flavored mm. spicy one. So that's sure. kind of what the immediate like – after the gulp is what I immediately was reminded of for this mm. one. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, it's that whole, con- let's see, what did um, the, the Rio Brazos distillery, the one that was from College Station? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one that we liked, it was like that good entry level, just whiskey kind of whiskey. Yeah. Not like fancy, wasn't trying any- to do anything other than be a whiskey. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about this one. It's a good solid whiskey. This is a good like down low burn, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very subtle and yeah. warms you yeah. just the right amount. Yeah, it's not like uh, there are a whole lot of these that we've been trying. Uh, I like because it kind of kicks my ass mm-hmm. a little bit. This one's not kicking my ass, Mm-mm. but it is mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. I can really feel that brown sugar. There's that little bit of like brown sugary sweetness in it that mm-hmm. I I like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very comforting. It is. Reminds me of the holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is also just one that I feel like, um, I, you know, I could just always have on in my whiskey on reserve. Cabinet. Yeah. yeah, just kind of make sure it's always there. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't remember how much it was because I bought it a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like it was that expensive. I think this is one night when I bought three bottles in one go. Mm. So it can't have been that much because I try not to spend an exorbitant amount every yeah. time. I wonder. I'm I'm curious to see what it's going to taste like once. Well, to see if the ice mm-hmm. opens it up, and then when it does, if it does, what it tastes like. Yeah, and this will be a really fun distillery to explore because mm-hmm. it's kind of like balcones where they have a lot of different expressions. Mm. Um, and so, you know, Fine. you can have like a whole lineup of Texas okay. distillery, Texas wine, uh, Texas wines, Texas bourbon, where it is different oak finishes, you know, kind of like we had the sherry mm-hmm. oak cask finish, um, a lot of different ones. And then there was one where if anybody wants to like really treat me, mm-hmm. there's one, I don't know how big it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know the literage, but... Okay. <laughs> it's like this big oh it's it's like a like a torso it's like a torso it's like a two foot tall bottle oh. um it's a big old guy and i see him every Is it time thin? i'm there no it's same proportion oh of this little guy um so okay. you know i basically um okay. my birthday is up around the corner Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not at the time of recording, but at the time of release, my birthday yeah. will be kind of be just be right around the corner. And I'm just telling everybody, buy me whiskey. Mm-hmm. Buy me any kind of whiskey. We'll use, do it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's a good present. Yeah. So, or just like 
Specs or Total Wine gift cards. Yeah. So that I can buy the whiskey. Yeah. So, um, what are you going to rate this one? Hmm. I'd give it a 7.79. You hear all about those seven nines. Yeah, you know, it's not quite there, not quite not there. It's like right in the middle. Uh, I, I think for me, this one, in terms of sippability, it's pretty good. Um, I do like the comforting aspect of the taste. My My one comment would be just like the lucas aftertaste after a while it's like not pleasant but that may just be my mouth right i may just have like a sour mouth today or something i mean (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna wait to see um that's my initial Mm -hmm. i guess Mm -hmm. ranking so i'm gonna on the recap i guess we'll, we'll talk more for the because the season one recap is definitely right around the corner. Um, I'm definitely either looking at um, I finally got my hands on the Balcones Pete, mm-hmm. so there is a chance that we're gonna do that. But I've also thought about doing like a flight of mm-hmm. our favorites, maybe getting a guest yeah. in to like set up a blind yeah. for us, and That'd we can do cool. a rethink because like I don't think talking about the episodes are gonna take. As much time, no, and no. I think that would kind of be fun. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm bouncing mm-hmm. around. Okay, um, I've got two, two. We have two episodes, and then the recap. Okay, and I've got two whiskeys mm-hmm. for us to do left. Mm-hmm. But if I can push one out to season two, I'm not going to be mad about that. Yeah, I get that. You know, maybe okay. start season two with the new Whitmire's cask strength, mm-hmm. and do a flight for the season one recap. Could be fun. A flight would be fun. Or I might do that. I would definitely vote Let's for a do flight. The flight. We'll just skip the eighteen thirty-five because that doesn't exist. Fuck anymore. that. It's the only one that I don't have any of because I rebought the Shire. Okay. Because the Shire wasn't bad. Nah. But I don't think it was our favorite. No. But it would be good to compare them in now, a yeah. flight. Now mm-hmm. that we're getting better at understanding our scoring yeah. system, I'll just have to buy us some flight glasses. Like, Ooh, see if yeah. I can actually find like a. I'll look on Etsy to see if mm-hmm, I can find mm-hmm. some like like something kind of cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be fun. I can take photos and we can mm-hmm. put it up on the gram. Stephen one. <laughs> yeah. You gave it a seven point seven nine. Yes, I think it's really good. But as we're kind of establishing, I like the kick me in the ass ones. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that I think are special. Mm. that are kind of fun whiskeys Mm -hmm. this is another good baseline whiskey so i feel like Mm -hmm. i need to give it an eight okay i feel like eight for me is that is a a solid whiskey sits Mm -hmm. at an eight Mm -hmm. if it's above an eight it's something special Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's got a little something to it where if you're another whiskey fan yeah those are the ones that i'll probably talk to you about yeah okay but these are just good i'll always keep them in my whiskey cabinet under eight and you're underwhelming whatever i gave the 1835 is just total shit i think i gave it a five i don't remember but you know i give everything eight so i'm just yeah. like ah. <laughs> yeah i mean like i think i would give a good vodka a six mm. so but that's just because you don't like vodka. but i don't like vodka yeah. so if i'm giving it under a good vodka it's real bad in my opinion yeah so an eight an eight okay 
Eight. Solid choice. Yeah. Eight and a 7.9. 7. Not bad. Mm-hmm. This will be a good one to talk about the show one over. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm excited. All right. So this week's episode is the Aztecs, a four-part story. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started. Oh, no. We're going to get into it. Oh, jeez. This is the sixth story in the season. It took place from the 23rd of May to the 13th of June Mm -hmm. of 1964. Mm -hmm. And while it was airing, literally nothing was happening. The Rolling Stones were kind of doing some stuff. The Beatles were being famous. But really, we're looking at a time where nothing much is happening Mm -hmm. except for doctor who it was written by john lucarati and directed by john crockett okay the only real thing i'll say about john lucarati is that he um, lived in mexico for a time Mm -hmm. and so that definitely had some influence on this story Mm -hmm. it's definitely why he was what he was inspired by Mm -hmm. so first big question jen Mm-hmm. First impressions. Um, well, definitely first impressions. The name of the first episode of the series. Yeah. The Temple of Evil. Yeah. I was just like immediately eye roll. Like, okay, are they yeah. really evil? Or are is this white people just calling strangers, people of color, <laughs> evil? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like – what is it? Which I'm like, I knew the yeah. answer, but I was like, let me just try, right? Yeah. Um, second impression, the wigs are fugly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fugly, fugly, fugly wigs. Fire the hairdresser person on this show. But wigs if- <laughs> weren't good until very recently, just in general. Yeah, just terrible wigs. Yeah, so it's not the hairdresser's fault. It's the wig maker's fault. I guess, but the wigs coupled with I mean, that, the, the good thing is that this installment of episodes wasn't as shitty as, like, some of the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, first impressions. And then, you know, my last impression was uh, just, you know, why people do and why people things. Oh, it's a lot of why people <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that my, you know, this is my fourth impression. Mm-hmm. Um, but considering that I've done a lot of defending of – a lot of the show mm-hmm. in terms of like time period and all that kind of shit. This is the mm-hmm. first one where like I think the crew is divide the the TARDIS gang is divided enough mm-hmm. in their opinions on what's happening mm-hmm. that I can't do any defending of some of these characters and I'm really actually vehemently against mm-hmm. some of the um decisions in this one. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to like really buckle down and get into what happened. So our quick plot synopsis, mm-hmm. they land inside of a tomb. Barbara puts on some shit she shouldn't put on mm-hmm. because don't desecrate a fucking tomb. Mm-hmm. She leaves. They think she's a goddess, reincarnation of an old uh, priest. Mm-hmm. She pretends to be said goddess for a while, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Everyone either believes her or doesn't believe her. Um, she decides that their culture is shit. Mm-hmm. There are repercussions to her rebelling against their culture the entire four episodes. The doctor gets surprised and engaged. (laughs) Susan disappears. Ian becomes a warrior. 
and then everything comes back together and they get back on the TARDIS. It's surprisingly plotless. There's not, it's a lot of, the whole story is about how do we get back to the TARDIS? Mm-hmm. How do we get back into that? T- that's the whole thing. It's all four episodes about can we get back to the TARDIS mm-hmm. and Barbara fucking everything up. All the time. The whole time. Uh, but we're going to get into that when we get into Barbara's section. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and get straight into the TARDIS points. Jen, do you know what TARDIS points uh, stand for? (sighs) Something about seriously intoxicated accuracy or something like that. I'm really glad that we're on the eighth episode and we still (laughs) (laughs) have that. uh, TARDIS points stand for terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness. There you go. There we go. (laughs) Okay, so the doctor for this series. Mm-hmm. How did we feel about him? You know, I wasn't annoyed by the doctor this series. I, you know, I, one of my notes said like, okay, the doctor's telling the Barbara, Barbara to take a stadium of seats, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Yeah. Especially given my, if y'all been listening to us from the beginning, just my history with the doctor yeah, and how on a regular basis, I hate on him so much. Mm-hmm. This episode, I can't really hate on him oh, too much. I, I feel like he was a little bit of the comedic relief. Thank God. You know? Great. Mm-hmm. I think he was, you know, middle of the road this episode, but I did like him standing up to Barbara. So I would say a seven, this this, this uh, installment. I almost I almost had us talk about Barbara first because I think everything revolves around her and her decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to keep the way we normally do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so into the doc finally we get an episode where the doctor being a scientist Mm -hmm. pays off Mm -hmm. the whole other every other episode so far the fact that the doctor is a scientist has worked against the gang it's been the problematic parts it's been him being in everybody's way he wants to go explore the stone city and the daleks and that Mm -hmm. causes all the problems the fact that he's the doctor and an academic in this episode has him telling you know Barbara to fuck off, mm-hmm. correcting Ian on how to pronounce these indigenous names, mm-hmm. going and being super stoked to just go hang out in a garden mm-hmm. with um, Miss Hot Aztec Lady. Yeah. And, you know, basically the only time he ever really causes problems is when he unknowingly gives <laughs> the opposing warrior some, you know, sleeping poison. Like, it's yeah. not even, like, bad stuff. Se- yeah, he never yeah. really is problematic in this episode. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, is the guy that says you can't – and the reason I liked him so much for this is because if you study history – and part of why I like going back and watching all of these is that to study history, you can't – I mean, you can go back and judge a time period or mm-hmm. a culture for doing stuff that's outside of what you think is okay. But if you're going to go back and study them in an academic sense, you have to remove your feelings. Mm-hmm. The Aztecs had 
human sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you think that's right or wrong is not your place. Mm -hmm. If your current government is doing human sacrifices, then that is where you can go in and put in your opinion. That's where your Mm -hmm. opinion belongs. But not when you're studying older civilizations. Mm -hmm. And that's all the doctor was ever saying was... You you can't judge these people. This mm-hmm. is their culture. This is their livelihood. This is their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you think is right or wrong, you're not going to change that. Mm-hmm. One of the doctor's most famous lines from this serial is, you can't rewrite history, not one line. And that's going to be something that we'll have to, well, I think this is the first episode where we start seeing the concept of what is time. Mm-hmm. Can we change time? What, you know, how does that work? How does time travel work in this world? And for him to come in and say, I don't care what you think about human sacrifice. You're going to stand there and you're going to let this man get sacrificed. And Ian, you're going to walk this guy up to be sacrificed and you're going to smile and you're mm-hmm. going to do it because mm-hmm. this man wants to be sacrificed and mm-hmm. they all want him to be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. And it's not your place to do anything different. Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't have pretended like you were a fucking goddess. If you didn't want to like deal with the repercussions of being <laughs> yeah. a goddess. So for me, this episode, he's not cantankerous, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. But he's the other side of the doctor that I like, which is fun. Mm-hmm. He's this is like, I think, a first time where we see the doctor just having fun. He's mm-hmm. just skipping through this world. Yeah, he is really enjoying his time I, here. He's just having fun. And mm-hmm. I like either Big old grumpy been grumper face. Mm-hmm. Or just please his punch to be there. <laughs> just not having a fucking care in the world. He's like, they're not trying to kill us. Yeah. There's no need to stress. We just need to get to the TARDIS. Yeah. There's <laughs> no problem. If you would just sh- shut, shut the up. fuck up, Barbara, <laughs> we wouldn't have any problems. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor gets a nine from me this episode. I nice. really, really liked him. So our favorite, mm-hmm. Susan. Susan. I am just pissed off that within like the first 10 minutes, they really dumbed her down with uh, the hieroglyphs and how like she's like, oh, cartoons. And I'm like, this is not the Susan that we saw in the pilot episode that Mm -hmm. was telling the teachers about themselves and how they're wrong. Like that Susan would know that those are not cartoons, sweetheart. Right. Not cartoons. Not cartoons. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then honestly, she kind of just faded away for me. Um, the rest of the episode. Like, yeah, the rest of the storyline. Well, part of the what's working against her for this episode is that she had that two-week vacation thing mm. that Hartnell had in Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she literally wasn't there for two episodes. Mm. But still. Yeah. There's really no... I mean... <clears throat> She was getting an education at some point, you know, about just, like, the history and, like, How did you feel about her reaction about getting married? That was, like, at least a slightly plot point she had. I mean, obviously she was not fucking pleased. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, at this point she is also a teenager. She's a minor still. So it's, like, she does not condone child's marriage, right? Sure. So I didn't. I wasn't really upset with her reaction because I feel like that's the reaction that anyone from this time period would have had to that, right? At the same time, it's kind of it's also in line with like 
Barbara and what she's doing and like calling them barbarians and stuff. Yeah. That's the part where I was like, that's just too much. I get you're pissed, but you don't have to call people barbarians, right? It's a different culture. Obviously, you know, we call it pedophilia, Mm -hmm. but you know, different culture, different time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also wouldn't willingly go, but like I want them barbarians. Right. That that was a big part of my – I where I struggled with her reaction mm-hmm. was especially in comparison to the doctor, mm-hmm. where the doctor was super chill, where he was, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, watching a man be sacrificed and have his heart ripped out of his body is probably a little bit more difficult than going through with a wedding at 16 when you know you're about to hop back into the TARDIS Mm -hmm. and there's not actually going to probably be ramifications. Mm -hmm. You know, and for the doctor to be like, we're all going to sit down and shut up and watch this human sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And for for, uh, Susan to be like, barbarians, how dare you? When 150 years ago, everybody was getting married. If you were 19 and not married, you were old. Mm -hmm. And... I hate that they've forgotten that Susan is from where the doctor's from Mm -hmm, and that she should have this different frame of reference Mm -hmm. instead of reacting like a 16 year old from 1963. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cause if she was coming in with Barbara and Ian, I would get the barbarian comments, Mm -hmm. but she's not a, you know, modern in this context woman. She is a, you know, alien me kind of a part, out of time, out of space, mm-hmm. from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't like that either. Also, she went for Otlock, who is like for the Aztecs, the one that's most on Barbara's side mm-hmm. of things. He's the one that you're supposed to relate to the most yeah. as a modern viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, don't go after your one ally, dude. Like, I get it, you're stressed, but mm-hmm. like, you need to read the room. Mm-hmm. Don't go mm-hmm. after the one person that might support you. Because mm-hmm. everybody else wants to like cut your throat yeah. Yeah. to appease the sun god. Yeah. yeah. The gods are important. So, what yeah. are we giving Susan? I mean, she's just kind of there for me. You know, I didn't like the fact that they dumbed her down, so I'm going to give her a four. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and that's generous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, four is generous. She wasn't doing much for me. She wasn't doing much, period, so. She just doesn't do much, period. Mm-hmm. And that, I just, I just hate that they're, they've done that to her character. Mm-hmm. I have three lines of notes for, for four her. episodes. Literally just... Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I liked, I said that I liked her little headband. Mm-hmm. You know, come through with the costume. Cute. Like okay, cute, yeah. Cute, cute. Um, I did, I did like her little moment in all of her barbarian talk. Mm-hmm. I did like when they were like, when you meet your future husband, you don't meet his eyes. And mm-hmm. she's look, saying, they're going, how do I know if I'm going to meet my future husband? How do I know? How do I, know? I like I liked that little bit. Um, I think that Caroline Ford played that really well, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it made me giggle. 
which was like one of those moments where I was like, look how much potential Carol Ann Ford had. Mm -hmm. Look at what she could have done with Susan. She had like this great comedic timing Mm -hmm. for that little school scene until she got into the barbarian rant. Yeah. Where I was like, this, they could have done so much with Susan and they just made her this drivelly, blah kind of character. Yeah, I mean, that's all I have on her. It's hard for her this episode, especially yeah. because they don't do much with her ever to be mm-hmm. missing for two episodes. Yeah, so it was really just... I think they tried to do a lot. Uh, this episode really felt more educationally mm-hmm. oriented than a lot of the past episodes. Mm-hmm. I know partially it's a historical, and so I know more. Mm-hmm. Of the Mm -hmm. references, but even more than Marco Polo, I feel like they had these moments where it was like very like fourth wall breaking and had a like PBS reading rainbow, the more you know, kind of a moment. Mm -hmm. And they did that a lot with Susan, Mm -hmm. where it was either between her and Barbara or her and the education system, where it's like, we're going to teach you about Aztec culture now. Mm -hmm. Here is your Aztec culture moment. And for the most part, a lot of it was pretty accurate, which I really did appreciate. Mm-hmm. And so Susan kind of gets points for being a part of that, but she still is going to be a four. Oh, Susan, better look next yeah, time. Yeah, most of those learning moments are going to go towards the story points yeah. instead of Susan. That is one thing that I will say I, I appreciated out of this installment was like the fact that I didn't really appreciate them portraying the Aztecs as bloodthirsty, blood-hungry people, but the fact that they added in, like, the portion about, like, doing the sacrifice in order to, you know, persuade the gods to take away this drought, right? To bring back the rain. I'm going to tell you, that's what pissed me off. Really? Is that the Aztecs did not make sacrifices for the people to act as messengers. No, 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 no. It was for more survival. Yeah, well, and they called it, like, they literally referred to them as sacrifices. Yeah. They considered their life. If you, It's a way a, of life for them. Yeah. If I don't do this, yeah. we're going to all fucking suffer. Yeah. So it was the mentality of, like, yeah. we sacrifice a few to save a lot more. Yeah, and and yeah. we'll get more into that probably mm-hmm. under the next section, Barbara, <sighs> but probably more under story because mm-hmm. under story, because I, uh, you have a personal connection to the indigenous cultures mm-hmm. of Mexico, Latin, and South America. Mm-hmm. And I've studied them mm-hmm. through my background. So I think we'll have a lot more to say about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do what I can to keep that into story. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it's also going to come up with Barbara. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Fucking Barbara. Uh, so the central focus of our story this week is Barbara. How did you feel about this horrific bitch this week honestly when it, we first started and she was a goddess i was like oh the come up like yeah. barbara was not doing well and then you know she finally started to get this like spot on the crew yeah. that was like the mystery solver right literally we ended last week's episode and you said i can't wait to see what they do with her i, I can't i would love to see what happens with, with barbara if she ever got power oh this is and great I giggled I think that I had this moment where I was like, oh my God, what a great lead up into next mm-hmm. week. Because this is what happens when Barbara gets power. Barbara was a white lady doing white lady things. Like, oh man. 
literally my my note says and i'll read it verbatim doing what white women do trying to bend everyone to their will the practice of human sacrifice was twofold one for survival two intimidation Barbara equals very Western mind. <laughs> oh, God. Just like truly horrific. Just a Karen. <laughs> totally. I mean, down to the haircut, everything. <laughs> she made me, I, she made me so mad because I have been more or less, when they're not making Barbara scream over dead pigs, mm-hmm. I'm more or less on the Barbara train. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Barbara. Mm-hmm. I wish we'd sacrifice, but I, I, I don't know how Barbara can come back. No, yeah. From the the horrifying character choices they made for her this week. Yeah, just terrible. Yeah, they, you know. But again, I did appreciate that. Not that they said that they did to Barbara, even though one of my comments here is a, uh, you know. The whole Barbara being a god story is very much like the story, the conquest story with Hernan Cortes, right? And how oh, he got, right? you know, he, 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 he basically, Hernan Cortes was essentially Barbara, played by Barbara in this right, episode, right? Right, right, Um, And my whole thing was like, they pro, the BBC or like the writers, the people yeah. who were involved in crafting the story probably were really proud of themselves because a woman is a god or portrayed as a god. In this sure. episode, right? But they're making her the fucking worst. Just the worst type of person. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think she's supposed to be the worst, though. Yeah, but... Uh, but I for- don't think she's supposed... I don't think we're supposed to like her. Oh, no. This. But I'm just saying, like, given everything that Barbara has been through in terms of, like, mm-hmm. character development, mm-hmm. how they've treated women on the show mm-hmm. thus far, they probably thought... You know, we're probably going to get some props or pointers because Barbara is now a god in this episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then everything else is still just embedded in, like, you know, right. colonialism. Oh, yeah. And, you know, imperialism. Yeah. And just westernization. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, it just seeps through all the pores. Yeah. Through Barbara's pores, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Her... Horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, one of my big issues that I had with her, and I've kind of touched on this a little bit already, is that she's supposed to be our historian. Mm-hmm. You know, the doctor comes in and he's got all this his, historian aspect, academic aspect to his character. And he's like, this is what these people are. This is who, what their culture is. You can't come in and tell them they're wrong. And Barbara comes in and she, they land in this tomb and she's like, maybe I even wrote down the actual dates. She dates this tomb within a decade, which I'm going to tell you what, first of all, she's got to be a PhD kind of a bitch Mm -hmm. to be able to walk into a tomb and date it within a decade Mm -hmm. without having more context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a school teacher, probably not her area of expertise. Like Mm -hmm. she could have studied it, but it's kind of like I've done, you know, a lot of you need some like reference material and that kind of shit to be able to date it within that crazy amount of time means means that she's done a huge amount of studying in this world Mm -hmm. and if she has that's super awesome but i also know a lot (laughs) Um, i have a really 
close assortment of friends that have done this kind of studying. Mm -hmm. You know, I've worked in a museum. You know, I don't have a PhD, but I know people who have PhDs in anthropology. Mm -hmm. I know people who specifically have spent their life studying Nawa cultures and the Mayans and the Incas and in this world. And I can't even imagine one of them coming in and deciding to judge them. Mm -hmm. I, I, I watched this with an, uh, 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 acquaintance that ha- that is an anth- has an anthropology background. She mm-hmm. was so offended <laughs> by, and this was a white bitch, mm-hmm. and she was just like, "How dare she come in and judge any part of it? Claim to love these people mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. she spent all of this time studying and love them, mm-hmm. and then judge them for any part of their culture." Mm-hmm. It's like I don't necessarily agree with human sacrifice. I know that human sacrifice isn't necessary, mm-hmm. but. I love the Aztecs. Mm-hmm. They're a huge... I love everything about Tenochtitlan. I love studying the Quetzalcoatl gods and their whole relationship with Hernan Cortez. And like this whole... this is, You know, the Aztecs were a mega civilization. Mm-hmm. And not that long ago. I mean, we're only talking about the 1500s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for her to claim to love them and to be so vehemently judgmental mm-hmm. of any part of their culture doesn't ring true. Mm-hmm. It shows me that in the writer's room, as you know, as outside of having women or people of color, they also don't actually have academics mm-hmm. because an academic would tell you, you may not think, you may not agree with an aspect of a civilization, but that's just what it was. Mm -hmm. Data and facts are neither positive nor negative. They just are. Mm -hmm. The Aztecs used human sacrifice. Period. Period. Yeah. And I'm a bet that Miss Barbara thinks that the English are pretty fucking rad, even though the English, like, were a part of the Crusades that went in, oh, I don't know, raised whole Middle Eastern cities to the ground, men, women, and children mm-hmm. in the name of their God. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. isn't so different. Yeah. It's a different structure, but it's 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 not a different practice. Yeah. So she can fuck all the way off. And I was really <laughs> mad about especially she can watching go it. Fuck herself. Oh man, just watching it critically this whole time, I was so because I don't think I've watched it since I've really come out of a museum world Mm -hmm. I think the last time I watched it I was in my baby museum phase and now that I really have friends and high academics I just different lens a different lens and it was really offensive for the people who really do study them and who really do love them and Mm -hmm. who commit their lives to studying and protecting this legacy of a people that are still around Mm -hmm. like this isn't like we're talking about people that don't exist anymore they still you know we're not necessarily doing human sacrifices anymore on that kind of a scale but or on any kind of a scale (laughs) but the nawa people are still around Mm -hmm. it is a living culture people still speak nawa and 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 i was just it was really hard to watch this time it was really difficult to watch. Yeah. And that's not even on my notes on Barbara. <laughs> Barbara buys into this goddess thing. Hardcore. Yeah, she goes in. Yeah, she really starts off being like, oh my god, isn't mm-hmm. this so cool? Mm-hmm. And then there's the moment where 
I don't remember who pisses her off, but she says, not Barbara, you toxic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when she's looking at, um, who's our stereotypical bad guy? Homeboy, the one with the line. Tlatoxel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tlatoxel is, uh, which, what a great name. Great Aztec name. You give me all those T's and L's together and I'm really into Tlatoxel. it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. Tlatoxel is like pissing her off and she looks at him and she's like, am I not a god? I'm like, no, bitch, you're not. No, you're not. But keep pretending, boo. Like, you want to keep going down this route and you I don't see you entitled white oh, bitch. You bitch. <laughs> but she did have some great costumes. They did some good research into mm-hmm. Aztec wear for this. Um, so I was into that. Everything else I have on Barbara, I think we'll talk about in some later segments. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't really affect much her scoring at this point. What are you going to give Barbara? Yeah, no, Barbara can go fuck herself. Barbara gets a two from me. You're gonna, you're being real nice. <laughs> you're being real nice. You gave her a two? A, a two, yeah. I'm fucking giving her... Fuck Barbara, she gets a point one. Dang. I see you, though. I just... From no aspect is mm-hmm. she redeemable Yeah, in this episode. She's a shitty white woman. She's a shitty historian. She's a shitty academic. Like, in every way does she offend me. So, um. So, no. No. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to give anybody zeros because they exist, so they don't get a zero. Mm-hmm. But, um, a point one. I can't imagine, I'm, you know, point one is like, you yeah. know, I'm mad. You know, you know, I'm mad. Zero, 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 yeah. Infinitesimal. <laughs> That bitch. All right. So um, now we're going to go to the our normal bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a normal bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you feel about Ian this week? I mean, honestly, the the two comments I had about him were, um, wow, the voice of reason talking Barbara down from full-on Karening. Right? <laughs> I'm always shocked when Ian's our voice yeah. of reason. So honestly, Ian, I'm not mad at him. Him and the, mm-hmm. him and the doctor are like, okay, guys. I'm not mad. Yeah. Ian got a nice little subplot this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was yeah, I enjoyed his little subplot. It's like, cool. It was nice and educational. Do you, mm-hmm. you know, he got to be a Falcon Warrior. Mm-hmm. He got to have a cool fight scene. It was mm-hmm. better than the last fight scene. Mm-hmm. I loved that he got to do the Vulcan death grip on. Uh, I don't even know. How, I don't remember how they pronounce it. Ishtar. Mm-hmm. I think they pronounced it wrong, but Ishtar. I X T A R. Yeah, just yes. spocked him oh, right there in the my shoulder. Gosh. I don't know if they like really address it in mm-hmm. the show very much, but I think Ian was supposed to have served at some point with the British Army. Mm. So he's supposed to have a little bit of a militaristic background, mm-hmm. but I think that's one of those things that they develop. Mm. Like they kind of like decided in the writer's room over time that they were going to do it. Like this is how he can Spock death grip him mm-hmm. um, is because he served with the British Army. But yeah, I thought. I thought this was great. Mm-hmm. If this is what we can have for me and for the rest of the time. I'll take it. Yeah. Like, let's not have him making any major decisions. Just, and this is the part of Doctor Who that I think, I think they're starting to get the groove mm-hmm. of it. It's been really interesting because I'm working on some of the older episodes for release. And our critiques of the characters, I think they were trying to do too much in the early episodes and now yeah. they're starting to get the groove of what this show is and what the fans are liking 
because they're tr- pretty much soap operaing it where like they make it and then kind of release it. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't do it like they do today where, you know, shows are filming right now and they'll release the entire season in seven months. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of getting this whole feel as they go. And I think they kind of are getting that, you know, have Ian shut up and just be the muscle. Mm-hmm. And we like that well enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the doctor can go over there and say some smart stuff that sounds yeah. futury. Cool. And I dig it. Yeah. So uh, what are you going to give Ian? I'm going to give him the same as the doctor. A seven. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Crazy. The that two might men be one that of I, the highest that I score hate, That I hated thus far. Really just, Barbara just fucked up. Well, I also think that for especially for what I've been hearing from you is that and I and I use this a lot mm-hmm. as we've talked about it is that the road to hell is paved with good intentions mm-hmm. for those two mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. most part. Mm-hmm. And in this episode they're kind of going with the flow mm-hmm. instead of imposing their good intentions mm-hmm. on the scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, their only goal is get back to the TARDIS, mm-hmm. not let's affect the world around us, mm-hmm. not let's use the people around us. It's let's make as little a splash as possible. Because they already did that all the other episodes. Right. And But I think that's why you're liking them is because they're not – Barbara is our white savior this time. Yeah. Not Ian and the doctor. They're mm-hmm. not trying to affect their surroundings. Mm-hmm. And I honestly like it better when they're just trying to navigate through their surroundings mm-hmm. instead of – just affecting their surroundings. Yeah. Just experience it. Don't mm-hmm. like why we don't need to change we don't it. We need to. And we're not gonna be here long. Yeah, like you're always gonna leave. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that I like about Doctor e. There's never the question of is the gang gonna survive? Mm-hmm. You kinda know they're gonna survive. Mm-hmm. It's the question of how do they get to the next place? Mm-hmm. How are they gonna get back to the TARDIS? I think that's always the crux of the episode mm-hmm. is they're stuck outside the TARDIS mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. This time it was in a movable door. How do they get back to the TARDIS? And, you know, a lot of the early episodes weren't about how do we get back. It's how do we navigate this place. This world. Mm-hmm. And the problem of getting back to the TARDIS is just a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And it means don't make a splash. Just find the next chess piece. Yeah. And so I like that a lot better. And I think that's why we liked Ian... You know, I always love the Doctor, but mm-hmm. even I liked Ian better, better this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. What are you giving him? I'll give him a seven. Seven or... Uh, I'm going to give him a 7.5. Mm, okay. 7.5, because I, I think he did a great job. Yeah. I liked his warrior Didn't shit. Didn't hate him. Yeah. I liked his warrior shit. I thought it was fun. <clears throat> Some good fight choreography. Yeah. Um, Didn't hate him. His Vulcan death grip Did was not fun. hate him. Yeah, I thought it was, and I really liked his little competition with Ishtar. I thought mm-hmm. that was really great. Mm-hmm. Ishtar was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved him. I loved the costuming. I loved Ishtar. Look, the one thing I know from my work in museum world is um, I was really appreciative that they made Ishtar the Jaguar Warrior. Mm-hmm. Jaguar Warrior is a huge, um, important thing in the Aztec Nahua culture. Mm-hmm. Um, really great that they gave that nod to such an important figure in Aztec society. And I was really happy to see that they made, did it correctly. Mm -hmm. And I was really excited to see that they used correct weaponry, that they Mm -hmm. had obsidian blades, that it was, you know, all of that. I was, there were definitely aspects of it that made me happy. And I was glad that they used Ian as that warrior side to show 
some of that weaponry Mm -hmm. that made me really happy as a a history nerd Mm -hmm. so um yeah he gets a 7.5 now for the contentious category who is the baddie of the week fucking if you yeah i mean it's barbara (laughs) i know it's supposed to be Tiltoxel. Yeah, no, Barbara. But I don't even think the writers thought it was Tiltoxel. No, Barbara. it's Barbara. Barbara just doing the most. You know, doing the most, having opinions where her opinions were never welcome. Yeah. And again, like totally disregarding a culture. Yeah, yeah Tiltoxel, just to give Devil's Advocate, because I vote for Barbara too. Mm-hmm. Barbara's getting my points. Mm-hmm. For Devil's Advocate, Tlatoxel being the obvious, like, writer's bad guy. Mm-hmm. The only time he was actually what I would argue a bad guy was in the very, very last episode where he went absolutely fucking crazy <laughs> because he was being fucking gaslit for the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, being gaslit will drive everyone crazy. I'm just yeah. waiting for Susan's crazy. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe this is Barbara going crazy from being gaslit, mm-hmm. but- he was being gaslit the whole mm-hmm. time. And so mm-hmm. he went nuts trying yeah. to prove that he wasn't crazy. Yeah. And he wasn't crazy. And he knew that he wasn't crazy. Yeah. And so I don't, I can't give him bad guy points for defending going, his honor. <laughs> going nuts over being gaslit. Yeah. You know, granted, I mean, he was a little intense, but. A lot of people. You also have are, someone fucking with your like religion, right? And Claiming anybody, to be a god. And anybody who is a high priest of anything is really into their faith. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there were the Aztecs on the ground that were like, I don't know if human sacrifice is necessary. There were probably atheist Aztecs. That's like telling the Pope we shouldn't pray. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even worse, like it, any of those cardinals that are mm-hmm. like wanting to be Pope. Yeah. 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 They're like gunning for it. Even if they don't necessarily believe it, their actions are all they're obsessed with that idea of mm-hmm. i want to be I, I i have to be the epitome of and so i don't blame him yeah. for going a little crazy is was he scary absolutely fuck yes but i don't blame him i don't think he's the bad guy because it's when you get when you fuck with people's culture right <laughs> yeah barbara can fucking do one mm-hmm. absolutely yeah I, I, yeah, I, I literally have, if Barb's hadn't come in starting a culture war, the priest might have been the bad guy. But she shows up and tries to start an extremely complicated religious revolution. Which, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And nobody wanted it. Mm-hmm. To have a revolution, you either have to have all of the money. Mm-hmm. Or Buy-in. <laughs> or all of the people. Mm-hmm. And she had neither. She didn't even have the TARDIS game. But she didn't give a shit because she was doing what white ladies do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just putting her nose where it didn't belong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get out of there, girl. Oh, man. <laughs> like, she's just the worst. Yeah. And to glom on to the fact that Otlock agreed with her for the most part mm-hmm. and not recognize that Otlock was the weird one in his culture, that... And not that he was weird, but that his thought process was different. Mm -hmm. So different that by the end of the episode, he fucked off to the wilderness and was never coming back. Mm -hmm. I mean, she did nothing good. No. There's nothing positive about that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing good about pushing someone so far in their own thoughts that they have to exile themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of us that don't agree with what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. But to 
to encourage someone's thoughts so much they cannot even interact in their own culture anymore is ter- instead of instead of doing what they can to coexist and mm-hmm. to change what they can mm-hmm. is terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's soul crushing. It's mm-hmm. so she broke Otlock. Yeah. And she broke Tlatoxel. Uh-huh. And then it's just I just Yeah. She so did, she did a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Villain, villain, villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as the villain you gave barbara two points but as the villain what do you give her i mean she's ultimate colonizer mode yeah she gets a 10 i was gonna say the same thing she almost brought it down activated to colonizer mode yeah totally full blown and th- th- well this kind of leads back to the conversation i think you and i were having about like when we look back at american history mm-hmm. and we see images of white people at lynchings right mm-hmm. um it doesn't shock me so much to see white men at these lynching but it's the white women that right. always get me and that that's why it's just so hard <laughs> to trust because it's like it someone in that position you know, is is kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Right. Appeal to you, and, it, and this is me as a woman, right? Appeal to me as a woman um, and get me to trust. But at the end of the day, you're a white woman before being a woman. Right. Right? So you can't, as a woman, we can't ex- escape the context that the world treats us in. So for me, it's almost, it, it, it's, it's also the same thought with like female murderers, right? Right. It's just always so interesting. But I also think that's also very patriarchal to think that because mm-hmm. of the fact that, you know, women are always ca- stereotypically categorized as like meek, docile. Absolutely. Homemakers, you know, we're going to take care of you. But then when we act outside the why, norm you know and it's i mean it's literally why they call the show snapped mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there is that concept that women are supposed to be right uh sally homemaker right and that's why i think it even it makes barbara more of a villain here because of the wolf in sheep's clothing i mean this is in this episode it was very literal she snuck in by yeah. pretending to be a goddess yeah. you know like she she snuck in at a very vulnerable point for the Aztecs and their culture and right. what it meant, you know? Uh, so, yeah, so she's the worst, the worst. Right? Oh, the worst. The mm-hmm. worst. Um, oh, fuck. There was something. Snap. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is another point where I got real pissy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, her defense mm-hmm. of why we need to crack down on human sacrifices. Mm-hmm. What it's to Otlock, when she was mm-hmm. talking to Otlock. Mm-hmm. And she's being like, I'm Yatoxa. I can see what the future of the Aztecs are. It's mm-hmm. going to lead to the crumbling of the Aztec Empire. Mm-hmm. And her explanation for it was you will end up sacrificing so many people that when the invaders land because i don't think she ever specifically brought up the spanish Mm -hmm. or cortez Mm -hmm. but when the conquistadors land you won't have enough people to fight you're going to kill off so much of your culture that there won't be Mm -hmm. enough people left Mm -hmm. 
And I, okay, I can understand where they can't necessarily go into the complexities Mm -hmm. of what actually happened when Cortez landed. Mm -hmm. But to not, to just blanket it where it is the Aztecs' fault Mm -hmm. that Cortez won Mm -hmm. um, was so horrifically offensive to me, especially. Again, going back to the fact that she is supposed to be a historian. Mm -hmm. She is supposed to be someone that loves this culture. Mm -hmm. And if you love the culture, you can't love the conquistadors. Yeah, no. You can't be a fan of Cortez Mm -hmm. and also love Tenochtitlan. Mm -hmm. You have to be so in love. To be able to, to to do a study into any culture, you have to, whether or not you think you're going to like them at the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I went to school for biology. Mm -hmm. I I was a fish nerd. I am, I have, uh, during my time at the museum, I studied Egypt. Mm -hmm. And to study Egypt, I had to completely give over into being the biggest fan of Egypt, whether or not I liked them or not at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Fuck the Hittites. Fuck the Romans, who was my first history love, because they were the enemies of the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to give yourself over to being their fans. And the concept of sacrifice did fuck the Aztecs over. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's what fucked them over. But it was because they didn't act, they didn't necessarily sacrifice their own people. They conquered the people around them. It was an intimidation tactic. Yeah, they sacrificed. Why do you think like, they were the Aztecs? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to come to your house and sacrifice your man. Mm-hmm. Not my man. Mm-hmm. And so when Hernan Cortez showed up, he came to your house and mm-hmm. he was like, hey, fuck her. And you were like, yeah, fuck her. Mm-hmm. And so you joined his team. Mm-hmm. You have to remember that this whole, there are more language groups mm-hmm. in Mexico, Latin America, South America than there are in Asia. Yeah. So, so many culture groups. We also have to remember that at some point in time, you know, historically Cortes people Aztec the Aztecs were the people Cortes (laughs) the Aztecs were the people to beat yeah you know so like years they were the Romans exactly years of them going into people's villages and civilizations and taking their their citizens and fucking sacrificing them years of that people are gonna have enough right and Cortes used his position and leveraged his position to really take advantage of that whole divide and conquer mentality. Absolutely. And he was able to win. Yeah. And smallpox. Yeah. And just disease, yeah. right? And no, also that, just lack that's of a huge part of it that guns. People, <laughs> yeah. People I think people have this idea, especially coming from North America, where um, there's this idea that the indigenous peoples of North America were these like small tribal groups, and it's kumbaya. Everyone got along. Yeah, when it, when it wasn't, you know, we call them tribes. They weren't tribes. It's why we use terms like First Nations, yeah, nations. because tribes mm-hmm. is is tiny group. You know, tribes make up nations. Mm-hmm. These were nations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. groups all across North America, and because winners write the history. Mm-hmm. The white people wrote the history, and of course you want to infantilize mm-hmm. the groups that you conquered. But if you look at the nations today, they're still 
huge and so mm-hmm. massively represented and beautiful and and the fact that they're able to survive today is a testament just to how strong their culture is absolutely and i can't imagine what it must have been like in its prime oh man yeah it's you know tenochtitlan for anyone that doesn't know and i have no idea how much of this will be left in mm-hmm. um is mexico city mm-hmm. yeah and it was on an it, It's amazing to go back and you can just see in Mexico City, in the Efe, you walk around. Well, at least when I went, I walked around and you can just feel the years and years of history. Like the fact that the Nochtitlan is like right underneath Mexico City. It's insane. And it's just this really great place. And for fucking Barbara... To have studied all of this and then to boil it down to they're evil because of human sacrifice. Right. Get out of here. (laughs) Well, I fucking think that Britain is evil because of fucking colonialization. Right. So there, bitch. Right, yeah. why you're getting a 10 is Mm -hmm. because... The worst. That's the pot calling the kettle black, but Mm -hmm. even worse because... Mm -hmm. She went a step further than Ian and the Doctor. I agree. Know. The road to hell is paved with good intentions mm-hmm. is the Ian and the doctor. I don't, I know that Barbara thought she had good intentions, mm-hmm. but Ian and, but like, but she couldn't even see that what she was doing was the same thing as Cortez. Mm-hmm. At least with everybody else, she's not, they were not trying to call, like to affect a world that was going to be colonized anyway. Yeah. She really came in and was like, let's impose colonization early. Terrible. We should have sacrificed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would have been great. Yeah. So she gets a 10 from both of us. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we've given a 10 to anybody. No. I didn't give a 10 to the Daleks. And, and they are terrible. my baddie, baddie, bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Fuck it's terrible. terrible. So um, what do we give this story? I mean, I, I wasn't as upset as I thought it was going to be cool. in terms of just like historical accuracy and just flagrant (laughs) like racist perceptions right um i think the story for me is is that a seven i want to say yeah you know it's neither here nor there like i appreciate the fact that you know they they discussed aztec culture but just everything else that was involved, I was just like, I could really do all of this. And, you know, I zoned out at the end, so. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, it's fine. I don't even remember how they got to the TARDIS. That's how zoned oh, out I was. Um, they removed the side of the building, and Ian almost gets drowned because um, uh, Ishtar comes mm-hmm. in and puts it back in. Oh, and the doctor's yeah. like, oh, fuck. And Ian's like, oh, glug, glug, glug. And then he gets in, and he, like, does some, like, shit and the doctor uh-huh. like invents the wheel a couple hundred years early because mm-hmm. the aztecs didn't have the concept of the wheel yet mm-hmm. and so they make a pulley and they get all under when, right as they're about to kill everybody at the end because they're going to punish uh mm-hmm. susan for not marrying the perfect victim or whatever mm-hmm. i love this story <laughs> buck barbara <laughs> but she's a great bad guy mm-hmm. she is a she great is bad guy bad guy yeah and I have fun this whole story. The doctor accidentally getting engaged. That was funny. Mm-hmm. And also, you- poor her. Her other fiance like disappeared on her. Kameka, yeah. Kameka, is that what her name was? I don't know. 
I love her. <laughs> I loved her. She is what I, I want her to be a companion. <laughs> it's always these side characters, but then mm-hmm. I know if they took them on the TARDIS, they'd fuck them over too. Yeah. I like talking about in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I don't just think it's because I have a background on the Aztecs mm-hmm. and that I know academically a lot about the Aztecs. I think it's because there are things to discuss. Mm-hmm. You know, there are feelings to be felt about what Barbara does and how uh, Tiltoxel responds and how does Otlock feel about everything. And one of the big conversation points out of this is, you know, is the doctor capable of feeling things for for regular people you know Mm -hmm. at the end does he actually wish that he could take her with him Mm -hmm. he seems actually remorseful Mm -hmm. you know we're probably never gonna hear about her again Mm -hmm. because it's episodic but you know as a non-romantic kind of a character we haven't seen this kind of side to the doctor before Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and i love that it was their way of saying like this is how people got engaged yeah was to make hot chocolate for each other I mean, look, you make hot chocolate for me, and I'm going to feel some kind of <laughs> <way>. <laughs> I mean, you may need to put some whiskey in it. And then I'll feel, really yeah. Happy, but, you know? Yeah. His whole thing was cute. Ian was fun. Susan was a waste of time. And Barbara was fucking scary. <sighs> Barbara with power, folks. Yeah. So I give it a nine. Okay. I'll give it a nine. It was a good story. I, okay, this okay. is one I could watch independently mm-hmm. by itself over again, mm-hmm. um, which leads us, mm-hmm. and you know, it probably spoils what I think. I what I think about it, right. uh, A little bit. Is this story neat or not? It's neat. It is neat. It's neat. If I've called the other ones neat, this is neat. Yeah. Honestly, this is the one that absolutely captivated me the most. Can't say it did a great job of keeping me the entire time. But again, like I, like you mentioned, I appreciate the exploration of, yeah. you know, an indigenous culture. So, yeah. Honestly, that's why one of the reasons, like, you know, I can't deny the fact that we have a whole bunch of white actors mm-hmm. in this and like, that's disappointing. But like, mm-hmm. where's London going to get indigenous actors mm-hmm. to like, uh, Canada. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but to like fly them in, like, I get it. Like yeah. today... Absolutely. If you don't have indigenous with this actors, budget, yeah. Even with that, even with that budget, if you don't have indigenous actors playing indigenous people, I'm gonna have fucking something to say. Mm-hmm. But in 1964, you know, it's a different world. It's slightly. I'm just. I'm. I wish it could be different, but in no way, shape, or form, in any production, is it really gonna be different? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm happy that they took it as seriously as they did. Some of it, obviously, that made me really mad. Mm-hmm. But at least it would have had people talking about it. Mm-hmm. It would have had people thinking some parts of it were cool. Mm-hmm. And who knows how many kids watching it in 1964 ended up deciding that they wanted to study it because Ian looked cool mm-hmm. or the Jaguar Warrior was neat or the ar- architecture was cool mm-hmm. or they wanted to see more about these gods and how does human sacrifice work in the Aztec community. And so just to even bring it to center stage and represent it as fairly as they did mm-hmm. with Barbara being the bad guy mm-hmm. and I'm not shying away from that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's neat. Yeah. I think it's really cool for 1964 to have a story like this. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, cool. That was fun. Yeah. This was the story I did not I was, hate it. I, this is the story I was most honestly most worried about in all of this um, because you're kind of terrifying. I mean, look, it's not as bad as it could have been. You, you bet no. your ass that as soon as it started, they started talking about sacrifices. I Googled that shit and was yeah. like, oh, okay. So when you're having a human sacrifice because you want the drought to end, that's like a real reason why these humans yeah. were sacrificed back then. So... Cool. Yeah, that was aspects of it that I, I wasn't mad at. But yeah, I was definitely... I also haven't ever watched this from the perspective that I did. So um, mm-hmm. I was real relieved with it. Next episode, next storyline, we're looking at... It's called The Sensorites. Okay. We're going back into space. All right. So at the very least, we're not looking at anything that we have historical context for. Cool. Which is always going to be a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a little bit of a... Uh, start into it okay they hop back in the tardis at the very end they landed somewhere and in the doctor says we've landed but we're still moving oh jesus so dun 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 (laughs) that's what we got fortunately it's another four episode so it's not too long thank thank you jesus yeah um, Thank you, sweet baby Jesus and manger. I think the last story is also going to be a four-parter. It might be five. Uh, it, might, it might be longer, but that last one is going to be have some that are missing. Mm, okay, and then we'll get into the uh, series one finale. Great, where we'll talk about series one and how we feel about all the characters. We'll talk mm-hmm. about who's got the high score, who's got the low score. Spoiler alert: It's probably Susan. And we're going to have a, a flat of whiskey. Yeah, a flight of whiskey, not a flat. <laughs> a flat of whiskey too so, yeah i think we're going to talk about what story statistically is the highest and lowest mm-hmm. which companion is the best and the worst statistically mm-hmm. um and talk about some of the whiskeys we've had exciting stuff this i'm gonna tell you this was a good one tune in folks yeah so um thanks for, for rocking with us yeah this week um <laughs> uh, it's uh toodles from me bye Hey y'all, it's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored, on Instagram. Or if you have comments or concerns or even better whiskey recommendations, please send them to mediaontherockspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.